what's going on, HVAC crew? Gobble, gobble. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I know that was yesterday. We were recording this the day before, but you're going to listen to it the day after. So, hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Thank y'all for listening. And uh, we got some cool stuff again to unveil this week. So, without further ado on that, let's get it going. Yeah, come on. chasing it. <laughs> it was quite literally the drink that killed him. He stepped out to stop it, and they just ran his ass over. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's been chasing us all week. <laughs> just hit him. <laughs> God, did I send you the video of Cody stealing the freaking empty hitchhiker box and dragging it into his little doggy man cave? No. It's funny. <laughs> I swear I think I put it in our shared folder. It's so dang funny. It's still weird hearing you say Cody. I'm like, who the hell's Cody? Oh, it's your... That's right. It's my other fur child that I needed so <laughs> desperately. But yep. it's pretty cool. I'll just be glad when he's done pissing in the house. <laughs> yep. Have kids, they said. Furry ones at that. All right, so what are we going to get into? Well, um, we know what I'm drinking. Uh, Apparently, Dennis had a fun night out and about drinking dollar vodka sodas or something. Uh, And he was in a race to see if he could finish off what the guys had left at the bar. (laughs) Yeah, we uh, had my neighbor come over and said hey uh what are y'all doing we're like well we're just hanging out you know going to see the family tomorrow but uh we ran up to our little local dive bar and uh they've got these it's called cut water it's made in san diego um so there it's vodka and soda you get lime you get grapefruit or you can get cucumber and uh they're they're a dollar a piece they're five five percent so uh you know yeah. i don't like i don't like cucumber to begin with i don't either i, I really would struggle trying to drink i i was on the line cucumber once. water so it's like drinking a, a seltzer water is basically what it is but it's vodka it's not seltzer beer i guess Um, so it's light, it's, it's pretty refreshing. It's not heavy. Um, even if you drink, you know, 25 of them, it's still pretty light, but, um, yeah, she's like final count. We don't know. (laughs) No, I don't know. I probably had five or six or something, but yeah, she said, you know, we can't get nobody to buy them. Nobody will. I said, well, we'll. We'll see what we can do over here. Our little table of four, we'll we'll see what we can do with it. So, uh, yeah, we, we mowed through quite a few of them. It's hard to not accept a dollar beer challenge. Yeah, I mean, me and mine and Tracy's tab was, you know, $12. See, there $10 you go. or something, you know. She likes seltzers anyway, um, which she said it's very similar, but it's... Apparently it's vodka. So, what are you drinking on? I'm drinking Modelo. Modelo. 
course you are. Can't help it. <laughs> Just uh, force a habit these days. I mean, we're going to have to start tagging them in something. Oh, we've tagged them in a few. We're yeah. Have to, I have to go do some more uh, reconnaissance work to find where they park the Modelo trucks. I need to figure out who distributes it, then I'll know. Well, we should know that. Well, I mean... I don't know who... It's got to say it on the can. Isn't it out of uh, Texas, maybe? Uh, Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, Well, that was the last place I was thinking. A little off there. (laughs) What do they do? Fly to Canada and then swim it across the dang lake? <laughs> Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> so I was, uh, you know, we usually get into stocks here. Um, one of the guys at work, one of the guys at work, um, he's like, man. Did you see this girl on on Facebook made like sixteen thousand dollars last week on options calls? I was like, "Don't start that." He's like, "Oh yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I'll be able to make five grand off like twenty bucks." I'm like, no, it does not work that way. I'm like, all right, man. Well, you know, I hope you do. I really do. So. He was on that today, and he could not get nothing done. He couldn't focus. Um, all morning, he's just stuck on his phone because, I mean, options trading is a whole different animal. That's not a, you know, buy low and sell high kind of thing. No. So, we'll see. I mean, you can really lose your ass. I mean, you can lose your ass either way, but. Um, I'm in the know, long he, haul for now with what I got. <laughs> oh yeah. <clears throat> well, some of the stuff I got's not doing terrible, but I am gonna jump in on the old Bark Box train, which is uh, well, Bark Box, but it's five dollars and forty-five cents right now, and. I mean, I don't, you know, if you look at Chewy and some of those other subscription-based things, um, that's pretty cheap for one of those. You well, know hell, I mean? it, it came on the market at what, 12, 13 or something? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean Chewy is $67, so yeah. it's so the like, same thing, but. <clears throat> this one, you kind of just wrote it down or, you know. You've watched it ride down, so now it really is getting to be in a position where the only way it can go is up unless it just tanks. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm I bought well I put I put my kids in it. They got a, a few hundred dollars a piece in it just to see what it does. Um Start the portfolios early, you guys. Start them early. Yeah. I mean my son's sixteen, my daughter's ten, and I talk to them, you know, monthly about what they're in and why they're in it and it's something to hand them over later you know yep um i mean i've been playing the stock market for probably well i I got on robin hood i don't know seven years ago six seven years ago that was just i don't even know what the heck made me get on there but my dad nef- definitely didn't show me, but, you know, 16, 17 years old, get them going in there. I mean, money just sitting in a savings account ain't really doing much. Um, no. You got you to put accounts, money to work. Money markets, you know? none of that crap's doing anything right now. CDs, nope. Right. Of course, you can lose money. You can't lose it if it's sitting in a savings account, but. That's true. Can't make it either, though. So, no, you can't. I hate to say it, but it's hard to make it playing it safe with anything anymore. So, 
funny story. Our buddy Zach, old circle back with Zach. I uh, I called him. When was it? It was last Friday. Called him at around one o'clock, and he answered the phone. But before he could turn his radio down, I could hear our podcast in the background. You know, he listens weekly. And uh, I said, what you listening to there? I said, it sounded like me in the background. He's like, yeah, I'm listening to y'all's latest uh, uh, podcast. It's uh, the uh, it's Furnace, Furnace Fox Pass. <laughs> I said, what? He's like, yeah. Yeah, man, you're talking about drinking uh, some kind of weird drink there. I said, whoa, 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 back up. What? Wait, what did you call it? He's like, Fox Pass. <laughs> I was like, Fox Pass? What? I was like, Zach, that's that's faux pas. He's like, oh, I thought you just misspelled it. Like, I'm like, what is a Fox Pass? Is that like... Is that like the car fox for furnaces? I mean, what do you... Could you imagine? He's he's like, what is faux pas? <laughs> like, he didn't know what faux pas was. Dude, we were we were laughing our ass off talking about that. <laughs> I was like, he's like, what's a fox pass? <laughs> and I, I, I had to pull it up. I'm like, did I misspell that? Like, what did I do here? It's when the hounds I, say, well, we'll let him have a good day. <laughs> Not today, Mr. Fox. Yeah, get your old fox pass. The the car fox. <laughs> What's your car fox? Furnace fox. I feel a meme coming on. So this morning was I posted a little something, you know, it was twenty eight degrees here in old Fort Mill, South Carolina. And uh Believe it or not, I didn't really have that many calls today. I just knew I was going to be slammed. I didn't have a lot of tech. I really I didn't have anybody calling with tech problems. I, I hardly talked to very many people today other than the two meetings I had to go to. I had to go count a guy's inventory. I've got I've got some customers that that I stock their their shops with all their service parts, basic truck stock materials, all that stuff. So we were going through beefing up some of the furnace stuff for them, gas valves, universal pressure switches, universal igniters, you know, breaking out the white rodders control boards. Just trying to get uh, what, get ready. What to are you go. seeing? What are you seeing? Everybody likes for the uh, universal igniters. Little little mix of couple yeah. things, dude. I see a lot of people use different stuff. I mean. Um, we've got what is ours? I think we've got Dura Glows right now, which that's what we used last year. They're good price point. Didn't have any issues out of them with people. Um, right. You know, there's what is it? Hot Rod is one of them, and then yeah, Glowfly is another one. Glowfly, yeah. I mean, some of these, some of the brands, you got to watch the voltage to them. You know. I've used to mess with some Linux units that are 80 volt or, you know, something like that. That's why you use Dennis's trick from the last episode to make sure you know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. There was a couple brands out there that, yeah, they didn't, they didn't send 120 volts to the rod. They are, you know. I'm not a big hot surface igniter fan, but I know it's it is what it is. It's it's all it's out there. It's um, out there, and you still got to work on it. But uh, oh yeah, I'm, I much much prefer our direct spark method. Yeah, pretty solid. Yeah, the glow flies. I I uh, is what I used to keep on the van. And then I've got four some or five guys. different brackets. You know, you can use. Yeah, and then I've got some guys, they just, they want a glow flower. They want a hot rod. They only want it because they've used it before. They could care less if it's better than the other one. They just know it, so they'll use it. Right. <clears throat> well, we're, we gotta, you gotta use what you're comfortable with. That's, That's it. 
And then another one that we've seen, you know, universal gas valves have been huge the last couple of years too, even more so than they were before. And I think some right. of that all just comes down to, you know, we keep talking about the things we've seen, just weird little quirks and stuff. And I think so much of it is because there's just been so much manufacturing turnover on every single end of everything. You're unfortunately, I think, just going to see a bit more failures and stuff than you used to for a while. Right. <laughs> and I hate, oh, I yeah. hate saying that, and I hate even justifying it. Um. Because the last thing we want to talk about is more issues with things, but, you know, it happens. And then, you know, I had a, speaking of that, I had a conversation with a guy this week that, you know, we've got, we've got labor coverage and other things that are set up to go with refrigeration circuit issues in the first year, other different things. Um, you know, if a motor fails, board fails, we, you know, we replace the part. And, and move on. But this guy was just, you know, adamant that he, you know, he's like, well, maybe I've been spoiled where I've been before, but, you know, we expect time, labor, all these different things out of just, out of something that's a DOA. And I said, I completely understand that. I said, but, you know, we cover the part. I said, my guys, you know, it costs us money to take care of every warranty that gets processed too. Right. You know, we got to spend our time. Our, you've got to spend your time if it's, you know, beyond something else, too. You know, we've all got skin in the game. You know, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't do anybody good to have a, a DOA. And there's well, contractors a lot of times and I've been there. I mean, you know, I've been on both sides, but contractors a lot of times think that they're the only ones that's got time in anything. I mean, the supply house has got time in it, too. Like it you said, run, uh, working a warranty or going through warranties, filling them out, submitting them, constantly checking on them, making sure they're going through. Um, no, it takes a minimum of 30 minutes to an hour to file one warranty. That's no joke. Right. Um, luckily, we don't have a ton of them with the brand we sell. I couldn't imagine how long it would yeah, take. Yeah, in the summer they back up, you know, stuff. and you got to you got to try to find a guy to get through them all. <laughs> but, you know, Yeah, that's I mean, where, the factory can only throw so much at you. Well, and that's also where unfortunately we just we have to know that there's in a service business there's going to be those one or two that pop out and bite you on both sides. Yep. That's now that same instance. I've had some things, um, you know, every brand this year has had a lot of model number changes. Everybody's had increases, increases, increases. Um, you know, we had an instance with, with a guy where, you know, we submitted price books, sent them out for September 1, because that's when increases were hitting. But in the meantime... You know, we had a few things that we were completely out of, hadn't hit the dock. Well, when those items showed up in October, they had, you know, one letter different in their model numbers because they had had to change some internal part. So really, you know, when you see nomenclature change, it goes from an A to a B or a B to a C. In most cases, it's because they changed something really simple. You know, control right. board got made by White Rogers instead of Honeywell or gas valve, same difference. Um, so it's nothing major. The problem is, you know, sometimes for for us, we don't know that an updated model number is coming right now, especially with the fact that everything we're ordering is on a six-month lead time. So, you know, I'd submitted pricing for this guy for September one with an older model number that I didn't even know was obsolete. Since it was obsolete, it actually didn't get the price bump added to it. So when the new oh. ones get here, they ordered, you know, they ordered, you know, these, I think it was a two and a half ton gas bag. It orders two and a half ton gas bag, but it's slightly different. Well, it's 150 bucks more because the new model didn't, you know, 
wasn't on the price sheet before because I didn't know it was coming. Right. So, you know, we've had, you know, back and forth, like, well, no, you guys got to let us know when there's an increase. You guys got to let us know so we can't just be surprised with $157 difference in price. Buddy, no one did this one on purpose. I mean, it was right. a perfect storm of something showed up that we didn't know was coming and there was a change we didn't know was coming. And it's just, you know, you got to fix it and move on. But it's, you know, it's just been one of those years where there's little different quirky things that are just throwing, you know, wrenches and everything. Well, I'm glad you brought that up with the warranty because I had a call this week from a company out in Raleigh, good size company. Um, they're a good company for us. But, you know, four or five install crews, I mean, good size. And uh, he called me on a furnace. Of course, it was late. It was after hours. He texted me and said, hey, we're trying to start this furnace up, and I got this weird code. And the code was bad software in the board or whatever when I looked it up. And I'm like, man, I've never even seen this code before. Um, So... It said, if you got good voltage and, you know, reset the furnace, if it still does it, change the board out. So, that was the one I sent you and you were looking the board up for me. Yep. Um, so, I sent him that and I was like, I was like, hey, sorry, man, here's the board. And he's like, well, you know, I'm going to run this by the, uh, I'll run this by the, the boss and the homeowner and make sure it's okay. Um. If not, we'll have to just get them a new furnace. I said, look, man, <laughs> we got to try the board, you know. It's it's something weird going on. I really want to try the board if we have one. Now, hey, look, if we don't have one in stock and the factory don't have one, sure, we'll get you a new furnace. Um, but if we got the board in stock at your branch, then let's just pop it in and see. And he said, well, the only problem with that is us going over there and doing that, we're going to actually lose a ton of money because we won't be doing a retail call. We'll be doing a maintenance call. And he just went into this long, drawn-out thing. And is there labor? Is there this and that? I said, man, there's none of that. And the factory doesn't care if this takes up a retail call or a... This is the cost of doing business, man. I mean, I don't know how else to put that. I know, and it and it sounds every time we say it, no matter what, it sounds like you're being harsh. But unfortunately, that's yeah. Kinda, I mean, it is it kind of is what it is. And yeah, well, the factory's not going to pay you labor to put a control board in. All the labor's built around refrigerant repairs, you know, compressor, whatever, reverse valve. But <clears throat> a company that size you know, a service manager or somebody else or an install manager go over there and pop that board on. I didn't tell you to send a four man crew over there. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't be, nobody should be out of doing what they normally do. Not at their size. Of course, you know, now when a guy that does his own, you know, he's a one man band, he's actually in worse shape than, you know, that company is. Yeah. Because he's got to literally postpone something to go over there and put this board in. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I get those calls a lot. Of course, if you if you don't ask, you can, you won't get nothing, right? So That's true. it doesn't hurt. I don't I don't get mad at them for asking. And I always say, I mean, believe it, they don't realize it, but I run it up the ladder at the factory. Of course, they get I get shot down, but I say, hey, you know, he's they're going to be out quite a bit of money trying to get this done. Is there any help? And they're like, man, you know, we can't offer anything on that, but if it don't fix it, let us know. We'll change the furnace out, you know? So I haven't heard from him on that, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I get a lot of that nowadays. seems like, well, and, and, and talking about that kind of stuff, leads me into a bit of what I wanted to get into tonight. Um, I kind of wanted to get into some sales talk and we've had 
some tech stuff the last few weeks. And, you know, I can't really always, I say this every time I start to talk, I'm probably sound like a broken record, but you know, there's a lot of things with sales and the distribution side where I have to keep customers confidentiality in check. Um, right. You know, I value and pride, you know, all of my business relationships with my customers. So I don't want them to ever feel that, you know, what they tell me isn't taken in confidence. But I wanted to really just kind of talk about, I don't know if you call it morality in sales or sales morality, because you hear people all the time, you know, man, this guy is so high, man, this guy is this. Like, I can't believe they would tell this homeowner this. And a lot of it just comes down to, you know, do the right thing in the home. You you have no control over what someone else does, but you do have right. control over what you do and you have control over your process. Um, every single company has got a different number that they need to sell a job for. You know, some of these big guys, they're really, really high. Well, they're really, really high because they got really, really big bills to pay. Well, and it's not up to you to try to decide what they need to sell that job for. Correct. You got to sell your brand, do your thing. Yep, you know? Sell your brand, do your thing, sell to the market you're in. You know, and, and you know, there's there's some people that, well, I don't want to go, you know, I'm not going to charge three grand more just because I'm going over here. Well, and you don't have to. Right. But at the same time, you didn't learn everything in this business for free. You earned your knowledge. You earned what you know how to do. Oh, you earn it in this trade, for sure. There is nothing (laughs) wrong with making money for what you do. As long as you do it the right way. Don't gouge the hell out of people. You see that all the time. You don't have to do that to make money in this business. Just do the right thing. Well, you know, I have a lot of guys. Of course, like you know, like you're saying, we, we see it a lot on this side now. Um, contractors will come sit down in my office and say, "Man, I can't believe that company." Of course, this company he's talking about, you know, is buying from us. Like I know about them, and I know their business, and. I can't believe they're charging that. Well, I mean, they may be making the same amount of profit you are. <laughs> yeah. It's all said and, and done. And that's, you know, you know, you've got a guy that's got three employees versus a company that's got 500 and he's wondering, you know, he doesn't, he thinks it's crazy. They charge this price, but they're charging that price for multiple reasons. Right. They're, you know, they just are, they're charging it because they have the name, they have the reputation whether we believe it's a good one or not, you know, there's a lot of people in the market that do, but they wouldn't be the size they are, you know? And then, and then there's some people that they pick the highest person just because they like spending money. Or they felt like they had more trust in them. Right. That's it. You know, sometimes, you know, it doesn't always do good to be the low guy at at the table all the time. No. But, you know, another thing was we talked about, and we talked about it some in in episode 14 when you got into accessories earlier this year. So, you know, go back and listen to that one, everybody. Um, But, you know, one of the things where people struggle with is, you know, they don't want to sell upsells or they think an upsell is a gimmick. Um, But, you know, offering offering a home. Well, I don't like to call them. I don't like to call it an upsell, really. Yeah. I don't know. It's an accessory. I mean. And really it's a, well, I guess, I guess you don't have to call it an upsell, but you know, we talked before about, you know, if you're going to replace one part, but you've got two others next to it that are in just as bad a shape, you might as well offer them. Hey, I'll take care of all three of these while I'm in here and save me having to come back and do it next year. Right. Um, you know, and offering something that helps the system or helps their health, but their system isn't, you know, that's not a bad thing. Now offering just random stuff, just because you can offer it's one. It's like, you don't have to sell them a fourth float switch just cause you can't, but you know, surge protection, I think is a great thing to offer everybody. 
We all put oh, yeah. storage protectors on our computers, our TVs, anything electronic. Why on earth would we not want to spend the money to surge protect the most expensive appliances in our house? Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember <laughs> offering surge protection a lot of times, and the guy says, I think I got one on my panel. I go out there, and this whole panel is wired in, you know. Where an electrician sold him that. And I'm like, sweet, you're good to go. You know, you ain't got to worry about, you ain't got to worry about none of that. Um, but yeah, that's a good point. Everybody puts it on their computer. Um, but they're seven to $10,000 AC system out there and got nothing on it. Hell, seven to 10,000 sounds cheap compared to what we're starting to see these days. Thank you. Price increases. I know, man. I meant to ask our buddy, so we don't have this in our notes, but we had a buddy drop in the branch. Um, oh, I know. We need to get him on the show. Yeah, he was visiting. He's <clears throat> from California. He was visiting somebody, you know, near us there. And he's, uh, but, you know, so he, he's, he's searching around. He was just going to pop into a supply house and see what it's like on this side of the country and walked right on in and me and Ryan started talking to him and great guy. I mean, it was pretty neat how, you know, his, the way he looked at stuff and. Well, and I thought it was interesting too, you know, this week, typically Thanksgiving week's not always crazy busy. So he popped in afternoon on what, Tuesday. And, yeah. uh, you know, we're like, well, hell, let's just go walk the warehouse because Dennis and I are just curious to see. It's like, tell us what you see that, that you don't see and what you do see. Right. Cause I want to know if, you know, what they use out there for different things. Um, you know, obviously in California, they've got special furnaces that we don't deal with here. Everything out there has got to be low knocks. Right. Luckily we don't have to deal with that in market. We're in North Carolina and South Carolina, but <clears throat> you know, so he was seeing all these different furnaces and model numbers that, He's never seen because he can't <laughs> use them out there. So, oh, right. well, what's this one? Um, you know, he'd never seen the the high static package units. Oh yeah, he was like, "What's this He's animal like, right here?" He's like, "What in the world is this?" But yeah, that was a good time. He said he didn't run across a whole lot of mobile home stuff out there in California, which I wouldn't think so either, but. Well, and where he's at, he was saying he does he does a lot of work on like beachfront homes and some other stuff. Yeah, he's on uh, what's that main drag? That main road I there. I think he said he was in he's in what San Fernando Valley, I think, outside yeah. of L.A. So we might. He said, uh, "I told Pacific him Pacific Coast you know, Highway." That's what we're talking about. There you go. So we had a podcast. He's like, "Well, I can talk." So, well, I can uh, talk. <laughs> may get him on here um funny thing is oh there it is cracking it open I said uh, what kind of what kind of mastic are y'all using out there and he said what's mastic what are you talking about <laughs> I was like, uh, you know, we took him over there and showed him some pallets. He's like, oh, Pookie. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> He's like, this is called Pookie. I just want to like, know well, where they got that's that. That's why I call my it. wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know where that came from. So I've been like Googling the crap out of it. Um, it pops up. I mean... I don't so know who started someone, that. Someone emailed the show or answered on social media where it came from. Pokey. I loved that the next morning I saw uh, a guy from HVAC know it all posted that and I had to send it to you. I couldn't help it. Yeah, it was one little, of the Smurfs. Little Smurfs. Smurf bucket the, of mask. <laughs> Pokey for life. Pokey for life. <laughs> I mean, I've been, 
on Instagram there, I've been seeing these guys' installs, man. Most of these guys aren't putting mastic on nothing. I mean, it does look cleaner without it to me. Um, we used to put painter's tape on the unit, put the mastic on there, and then peel the tape back off so it would clean your lines up. Um, oh, I've seen I've seen some good old Dennis installs there. Top notch. Man, I miss that. The, I see these guys on Instagram posting their installs. I'm like, man, makes me want to get back out there and do it. I liked installing. I, I swear I think I liked installing better than service. I did. I love I like the challenge service. of service, but service guy man really has got to be a lot more than just fix it and move on really you know nowadays um you're talking about offering you know well and then that you know you the road you're leading down you know that brings you into the commission discussion for tax and sales people too <clears throat> And that's, you know, one of those things again, where you gotta, you gotta keep yourself you in gotta, check when you're doing that stuff. Well, so, you know, I've worked for a small company. I work for really large companies and <clears throat> I've seen it both ways, but, you know, we talked to our buddy the other day about offering stuff for his guys and somebody has got to keep up with that. Like, yep. You know, whatever jobs I sold that week as a technician, if I turned them over to sales, which was me, and then I give them a quote and I put all the materials together and they installed that job, you know, where, where I was working, they give me 3% commission on the total job, which, you know, I don't know. He just pulled that out of his ass somewhere. I don't know where that number came from, but it is what it is. I mean, it was 3%, you know. Um, of course I was making a hourly rate already, but, um, you're going to have guys, man, that don't want to go after that. They don't care. They don't want to spend time with the homeowner. And, um, I think a salesman is a, is a really good addition to a company it can really take your business to the next level for sure. But there's definitely nothing wrong with a selling tech. You know what I mean? No, there's not. Um, there's still companies that that's what they have. They got four or five of them that really sell some jobs and can, you know. But here's the deal. They don't do 10 calls a day, you know, in the summer. He goes to that call. It's got a bad compressor. He's got to go back in there and tell her what she needs and find out what she wants and go back under the crawl space, see what the duct system's like, and you're there three hours. Easy. Easy three hours. You can't run ten calls that day. That's just, you know, I feel like people's got to get that out of their head, too. My boss was terrible about that. Trying to send me calls to get in one day. Well, that really... You, yeah, I was going to say, that yeah. brings you back to the old... Uh, we get lucky a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you go to a call and change the capacitor and you write them a bill and move on. What, I mean, what made that capacitor go bad? Um, is the compressor pulling high amps? Is the, is the coal dirty? Um, is there bushes growing over the top of this thing? You know, you didn't do the home... You, you know, we got the contractors that think, well, I'm just trying to save the homeowner some money. You really didn't save them any money there. Um, no, you just pushed it to next summer when they'll spend it again. Yeah, you just keep pushing it around. You're not really saving them any money. You know, when it gets 93 outside and that thing can't breathe and it's not keeping up, they're going to call you or their bill's going to be high as crap, you know. You need to put them on a maintenance and clean it and go through the whole system. You know, you really need to give it a, a once over while you're there. Um, 
but that's that's what I like about this industry, right? There's a ton of ways to handle any of these calls. I mean, it's not cut and dry, you know? No, no nothing is cut and dry in this business. <laughs> no, I mean. If one thing is got, true, nothing is cut and dry. You got the, the plumber goes out for a clogged toilet, right? He unclogs the toilet. That's pretty much where you're at there. You're pretty much wrapping it up. Um, there's so much more to it for HVAC on, on a service call like that. Um, and it's up to you if you, how you want to approach it. I mean, I've had contractors say, yep, we ain't got time for that. Just fix it and move on. But you just left a, you know, 21 year old unit because you didn't have time and that's money on the table right there you know that's the truth but it's an argument you know repair it or replace it that's always going to be an argument in this industry well the rate it's going here uh once again it's going to be getting forced into more replacements when we start changing refrigerants again soon yeah. And efficiencies. Because, you know, that's something that, that I haven't even thought about either. You know, there's things we can retrofit right now. Are we going to be able to retrofit them in 2023? Or is According all that to what gone? I'm hearing, that's, that's a no. So, like, if I anything's mean, broke, you know, can you sell a replacement coal in a six-year-old system now? Or are you up to creek? I mean, what I'm hearing, you're not going to be able to. It's going to have to be. Got to bring everything up to code, so everything's going to become a change out. There's no way they can. There's no way. I mean, I got a call from a tech today in Winston Salem that there's an inspector floating around out there that wants his outdoor unit 17 inches off the ground for snow. I mean, that's what our brand says in the book for Winston-Salem. Now, it says there's a 2% chance that it'll hit that. So you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. But he's like, man, I, I got to raise this thing up 17 inches. I said, man, it's what it says in the book. But, I mean, that was kind of up to the inspector. Always, I hate to say it. But there's always one inspector in every department of every county that picks some random bullshit. And he's going to come at you for it just because he can. Yeah, I mean, he's like, I can't find any risers or nothing to set this on around here. He said, I'm about to literally build a platform. He said, everybody's just got six-inch risers. Oh, and he has to strap the unit down to whatever it's sitting on for seismic activity and high wind. <sighs> um, also in the book. But nobody it's has like ever paid it any attention. The thing I mean, is, like, is there not an asterisk to some of that? You would think. Yeah, that one said it was a 2% chance it would snow that much. Yeah. So Winston Salem and Kennedy Airport was the same. Just think about that. <laughs> I mean, jeez, no. That's a man. I don't know what to tell you. I know where there's some good milk crates. <laughs> I saw that they have done wonders for furnaces in a lot of pictures <laughs> I've seen online. So yep. maybe we can adopt that. Jeez. So, what are you seeing in the field for salesmen um, for HVAC companies? Are you seeing a small um, salary and commission or full commission? Mostly, I see small salary and commission because the majority of companies with salespeople are, in most cases, they've got five or six employees. And then right. a salesperson, not very many have like, you know, a sales guy and he manages everything. But that it's happened. 
you know, I see that, but you know, most times you've got one sales guy and everyone managing it. It's the owner and he's got subs or something. Um, right. Or he's just, you know, he's, he's literally just doing sales and he's got two install crews and that's it. Hmm. No, there's, there's bigger companies that we see full commission, but the majority of it is all salary plus commission. And they're making typically between five to eight or 9% of a job is mostly what I see. I don't see a lot of places that are paying double digit commissions on jobs, but there's some, right. but you know, with everything you have, they have built in the price now, especially with financing fees or, are only getting more expensive equipment's getting more expensive. Everything's going up. So, you know, there's, there's so much built in for, well, there's in most cases, depending on your company, but there's, you know, there's money built in for marketing. There's money built in for expenses. There's money built in for commissions for multiple different levels, depending how, you know, the lead got turned over. So, I mean, there's, right. there's a whole bunch in there. So that's why you don't really see guys making more than, I'd say seven's a pretty big average that I see for salespeople. Yeah, that's what I've heard somewhere in there. And most of the time, you know, it's when I start having contractors ask me that same question because I've got guys all the time they're like well you know if we get a sales guy what should we pay him um well you gotta have him some leads I mean it's, that's it. it's easy to say hey man you're gonna be full commission but if you don't have any jobs to give him yep you know put him in put him in front of a homeowner then that ain't fair either that's right so you know if you're gonna make the decision to have a salesperson you better make dang well and sure you can truly support a salesperson. Right. Because the last thing you want to do is bring a salesperson on and there's nothing to support him because then, you know, he's, he's going to leave and it's going to get around that you're struggling with leads. You don't want to know that it's getting around. It gets around. This business is huge and small. Oh yeah. That's it's real huge and small. So it'll get around, you know, you know, I don't have a lead service to recommend. You know, we've had multiple different ones want to come and talk on the show, but I just, once again, I feel like, you know, some cases that's a whole gimmick thing too. Some days everyone's going to promise you they can give you 500 leads, but not everybody can give you 500 leads. Yeah. I mean, we used home advisor in Atlanta and we had, crap load of success from it then i've talked to guys they're like man screw them then we didn't get nothing exactly. from them. so i mean it's a hit or miss with that but all right so we're gonna touch on our plans again we got coming up yeah we can um we have oh actually we did order merch this week too. We didn't talk about that either. Oh yeah. So uh HVAC R and D stickers and hats are on the way. Yeah, the stickers are big right now, man. Everybody likes a sticker for the cooler or for the car. Yep. I got so, them stuck all over my MacBook here. On the MacBook, then you got them on the old credenza at the store. Yep. <laughs> I don't know why that started. I got to get me one of those. I don't have anything. I'll just start sticking them on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, So we got some EGIA webinars coming up. Yep. We've got a EGIA financing webinar coming up December 8th. Um, Information for that's in the link tree on Facebook and on Instagram. But, you know, we'll, we'll add some posts out there. And make sure to use Riding Dennis or HVAC R&D. Let them know we sent you. Um, we also have confirmed EGIA to be one of our full guest spots at AHR. Um, we're going to be talking about the EGIA Foundation, it looks like. Um, excited for that. Sweet. Um, hoping we'll have some other um, EGIA info on financing outside of the webinar, too. Um we had talked before after we spoke with Jeff on that episode before, which was 
think it was episode 21, I believe, was EGIA. Um, I think so. Go back, listen to Jeff. Good dude. Seemed to be. Hopefully. Oh, I th- yeah. I'm hoping we'll get to meet him when we go to Vegas. Um, if he'll be there. I would think he'd probably be there. You'd think the yeah, we were talking about the getting place. A, we were talking about getting the finance guy on here to talk about fi- you know financing for contractors. Yep, because that's which just, is, that's huge now. I mean, well, and and with the way we're seeing equipment go up and up, guys, you've you've got to offer financing. If you're if you were avoiding it before, which I hope you weren't to this point, you're not going to be able to going forward. Um, right. The way prices are changing, no one's going to have, or in most cases, no one's going to have the money in the bank to bankroll a full change out anymore. No. These last couple of years have just changed that completely. Um, we still have second guest spot open. Who knows? Uh, if all else fails, we'll help have Gary drive over from LA. Well, he said he might show up. I hope he does. I mean, he's right there. I mean, yeah, I mean, I kind of want to have a, somebody from a company on there, you know, I think it'd be good. Just a regular guy. Yep. Um, then we've Uh, also got, see, we've got meet and greet sessions. Got those uh, Monday and Tuesday. And then we've got our 30-roll challenge, Casino Quest. Oh, yeah, I got to start getting tightened up for that. So I did actually mess around a little bit last night. Um, I did. I can't even remember what we called it, but I did. Uh, did you count your rolls? I mean, yes, did you? I did. Yeah. Um, so I had a couple where I was in the hundred, two hundreds, like not big profits. Right. Um, I had two or three where I lost my arse. <laughs> and then I had, I actually had some really good freaking success playing that stupid 75 DC that I, <laughs> I won all that money in Cherokee. on. Oh yeah. <laughs> dude, oh, that, I forgot about that. Dude, I forgot that, about that. If you hit that one, and it's working, you can clean house quick. Yeah. Yeah. But you can be in the poorhouse quick too. Well, yeah. You know, but if, if you play it right and you get that stuff and you get, you know, a little bit of luck. Cause the biggest, the, you know, the biggest thing is when you got 75 bucks sitting on that DC and you know, Seven out, ooh, that's gone. Uh, yo, eleven, ooh, it's gone again. So you're only making right. money if it hits a two or three. You're really hoping for yeah. a four or a ten, so that when it moves to that four or ten, there's a little bit better chance that it's not going to get nailed. Because if you roll the four, it's gone. Right. So there's variables in there, but no, I think I had one. I was like six, seven hundred bucks. Like I came out in really That's, good shape. Yeah, high fives is where I'm at. I can't really get past that. Of course, you got to bet more and just hit it. I mean, it's why they call it a 30-roll challenge, though. You don't want to run out of money in 10 rolls. Yeah. yeah. I swear, like when I had that thing fully loaded the first after the first three rolls, I was like, oh, God, don't hit a seven. Because <laughs> there's like 270 of my $300 bankrolls on the table. Oh gosh, there's the downside of that. Exactly. It's like now if I hit, if I hit uh, a seven, I'm getting, you know, about 200 back. But still, you're losing a chunk. Oh yeah. Now the other one was just playing all the way across. So I had 10. Right. That's 10 what I see a lot on. of guys do. So I had $10 on the four, five, nine, and 10. And I had 30 on six and eight. 
if I hit a six or an eight, I bring it down to 12 a piece. If I hit a four or a 10, I pull both the four and 10. If I hit a five or nine, I pull both the five or nine. Problem is, if I go on a long roll and all that's down, I'm I'm not making anything. No. So I'm pretty much just gonna have to leave it up or just go bigger. Maybe just go 160 across and just buy everything or buy the four and 10. Like I said, 25 I on the five and nine and 30 on six and eight. I see a lot of guys on there doing that. They don't do too bad. I just, I kind of want to shake it up a little bit. I don't want to do the same thing that most all the other guys are doing. No. And if I go down in flames, then, well, I'll enjoy my place on the wall of shame. That's why I was putting all that money on the hard ways. Just throwing, just trying that, doing a little different. That's like you when you would throw money on the freaking, uh, God, now I can't even think of what it is. Shit. When we were playing on bubble craps, like, throw it on the O, and then you hit it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, really? Are you kidding me? So our sales meeting this year, we need to get on that digital craps table. Dude, you killed it on the digital craps table last time. Man, I rolled forever. Yeah, Dennis rolled 33 times. Yeah. 33 times. Are you freaking kidding me? And there was a couple guys on there betting against me, and they lost their ass. <laughs> I love that. And I was I was betting with him for like 10 rolls, and then I, then I pulled it. I was like, okay, there's no way, really. And then I just sat there the whole time. Son <laughs> of a bitch. <laughs> yep. It's a weird table. It's like Lexan or Plexiglass. I know. It's nuts. But... It still, I mean, it still bounces pretty true, which is interesting, but. Right. I do like the fact that, you know, you control your chips. I love that. Well, you, you can bet against people and nobody knows it. Yep. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, nobody feels like you're. Upon. Yeah, because yeah, some people are like, oh, you're bringing down the table because you're, you know, playing the don'ts. Dude, who right. cares? Play what you want to play. I don't give a shit. Let's just have some fun. Start some dice. Right. So a couple show ideas I want to throw out. I I, I really want to do. I've I've had. I've seen some other podcasters do it. Um, I want to get the show. I want to get. Uh, I want to get my kids on here one right after another talk about kids in HVAC as far as their parents, you know, being in, being a tech or an owner. Um, what do they know about HVAC? Like, I want to know what my kids think HVAC is. What do they know about it? You know, especially my daughter. I'm curious to see what the hell she comes up with. Um, Ryan's going to ask them what some components are if they know what the hell they are. What's funny is I was thinking about that. uh, Or how many they can name or something like that. Well, I was thinking about it yesterday. And uh, I was like, what I need to do is uh, do like component or not. And like (laughs) give them a real component and then something else kind of similar but nothing to do with it and see if they know what it is. Flux capacitor. That's. Corey's going to get that. He's like, man, I haven't seen Back to the Future in a while. <laughs> Kylie's going to be like, yep, that's a part. Dad has changed <laughs> that at some point. <laughs> Dad's changed that. I know it. <laughs> it sounds like one he'd have fun with. He keeps one in his bag. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just curious to where their mindset is with it, you know. What what did they think when I, you know, when I was in the field? Uh, you know, just, I don't know. See what they come up with. No, I think it'll be a good time. They don't have to be too long, but we'll see what they... What is Pookie? Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what Dad calls Mom. <laughs> 
what is Pookie a slang term for? <laughs> Stay with Dad calls mom. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what are you thinking? You got coming up? You got any ideas? I need another beer. Almost. I think. No. I know. Yeah. <laughs> End of the year. It's almost like we got to get going. You know, we're kind of in that lull right now. I don't really feel like we're in a lull. I think, you know, we've we've had a lot of stuff in the last couple of weeks to talk about. It's been... Oh, yeah. You know, I feel like we've had so much excitement that it seems like we're in a lull, but really, you know, it's just kind of every week now we've got a little bit more that we can talk about. Um, I think we've had we've had some, some good fun with some stuff on social media as we're starting to interact with more people, which is a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Um, I really, you know, show ideas. I really want to get some more people on the show just to spice it up some. Yeah, we got to get some people on here. Um, I talked to, actually, now I talked to someone else again about trying to get them on the show earlier today, too. So there's possible guests. Now, if there's any of you guys out there listening and you want to talk about coming on the show, email us. I got nothing against nobody. I'll put anybody on the show if it if it's gonna be fun. What about what did, did you ask Chris Cross Applesauce if he wanted to be on here? No, he does. We just gotta figure that one out. Oh boy. That's what I'm talking about. He said, I can't believe you guys just get drunk and talk about me the whole time. He's like, Man, you ain't got That's nothing better to do than talk talk crap about me. oh man well sometimes (laughs) yeah alright well we gotta get ready for turkey day oh yes turkey day in the morning I need my beauty sleep to prepare for a long day's work in the kitchen I just need sweatpants that's all I need (laughs) sweatpants a guy asked me today uh, he said man where are you going for Thanksgiving I said well I'm going to get up I'm going to go to my living room then I'm going to go to my kitchen then I'm going to go back to my living room then back to my kitchen and back to my living room until I can't eat anymore that's right and then I'm going to go back to my bed <laughs> so I'm pumped this year you know just going to her family's her mom's house and I just I'm just showing up and I'm just eating and I'm just watching football and possibly passing out on the floor sleeping just you don't have to cook this year I don't have to do nothing what I'm pumped man no my dad he's rotating so he's he's hanging out with my brother so we go down there and now my dad's coming up for Christmas and I'll, I'll cook a bunch of stuff you know, but, um, yeah, I'm just straight hanging out. I'm excited. I like it. All right, Kristen, Kristen baked a pie today, but I don't know what it was. I think she, no, she baked an apple pie today. Hmm. Unless I completely forgot that she had bought the stuff to buy it and I got home. She's like, we'll cover this. I was like, cover what? She's like, the pie. Cover what? What was this thing? No, I not ate? that pie. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your mouth. The old pie hole. Oh, damn. All right. Well, we've got, I was trying to think, we've got a smoked turkey. So that's going to be nice. I like smoked and, uh, turkey. I did that one year. I like it. Yep. We're going to do, uh, that or deep fried can't be that can't be deep fried yeah that and then we'll do our homemade green bean casserole mm. instead of using instead of using uh like canned condensed soup or anything we actually cook down like a cheese sauce into a soup 
almost like that we use for the binder in ours. Oh, it's nice. Delicious. Yeah, I like me some green bean casserole. Tracy's uh, down there, her mom, it's extremely traditional, you know. There's not like 10 sides. It's it's uh, green beans, mashed potatoes, you know, there's a bread, there's a cranberry sauce, turkey, and dressing. Like, it's just... Feel like a pilgrim down there. We always had now the, the wild card that Cage and Joe always threw out was the uh, broccoli cauliflower casserole. Oh, I like that too. Man, that might be one of the best things he cooks. I like is that like tagging broccoli cheese casserole for, for Thanksgiving. Yep, yeah, and now I'm hungry. I'm gonna go. I know, right? raid the fridge <laughs> well HVAC crew hope you had a very happy Thanksgiving I would say wish you one but you've already had it yep. so I hope it was good we thank you all for listening and letting us have fun doing this and uh, we'll catch you next week yeah see y'all next time